All right, welcome back. Audible's on the air again. John Kajemi, Kim Bocamp are with you and uh, got the uh, combine going. We're yet to see guys on the field, but they're coming around coming around the corner uh, before you know. But uh, In prime time, too, In both. prime time. It'll be good. good. stuff. And uh, we'll be really looking forward to an opportunity to see all positions, you know, out, out in the field. You know, offensive line, you talked about that early uh, last week and, and some of these other guys. But, uh, um, yeah, just you know, it's just – Looking to see these guys and, and looking to see what sticks out to you, right? Um, and it, it's it's to me it's become it's like everything else in the NFL. It's, it's become a a must. It's must see TV, right? It really is because last year I remember watching and you know all the banter was about you know quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs and DBs and how they do you know what were the forty times. But you find you find those diamonds out there that kind of match up to your tape, and maybe they're not being talked about. But those guys can be difference makers on yep. your football team, and, and the Dolphins obviously are, are looking for a, a lot of those players at multiple positions. So I think that's the thing I want to watch for is everybody's going to know the names of of the quarterbacks that yep. are going to be going early in the first round. But what about the guy? like Jason Stidham last year that kind of threw the best, in my opinion, at the Combine, but wasn't really talked about. And then he goes and backs up Tom Brady. Now yeah. he might be the heir apparent this year if Tom walks in free agency. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see those types of guys at different positions on who kind of raises your eyebrow to say, man, let's take a look at that guy. That guy yeah. might fit in really well with the Miami Dolphins. You know, Dolphins. we talk about the Combine and this and that, but there's another there's a, there, that I, I don't think I've seen John – I can't remember a scenario that we're in right now where more veteran franchise quarterbacks are in the mix. You're right. In the mix in free agency to go elsewhere. Phillip Rivers already, you know, already divorced from the uh the Chargers. Chargers. Um Drew you know, Brees. Drew Brees is being talked Tom about. Tom Brady. Matthew Stafford uh, may be out there. Uh and you look around at all these guys and you know, it's it's with a, with you know, and, and maybe it's the maybe it's the young crop of quarterbacks this year and next year that are kind of sparking those things. But there's some of these guys like I, I I still believe I have a hard time, you know. And I've watched Joe Montana go from the 49ers to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, you've seen you know you saw Brett Favre go from Atlanta to. You know, to, to Green Bay, but that was that was earlier in his career. But you know, I, I have a hard time believing that we're going to see Tom Brady next year in a uniform other than New England Patriots. See, both, and he, I don't know why, but I just I just don't see it happening. If you told me, you asked me this, we talked about this a, a month ago, and I said, "There's no way yeah. Tom Brady's not going." Now, as I keep thinking about it, the more I think about it, the more I think he's going to leave now. Yeah. And I don't know why, and I don't think he should, but I think he is going to leave. And I don't, I don't think that's a, a bad thing because we've seen it happen, but it's just not the, tra it's just not the way I, I think, you know, when you're writing those storybook endings yeah. that you you wanted to see, Tom, you wanted to see Tom Brady retire as a New England Patriot yeah. if you're an NFL fan, but, because but, but don't, he don't, was the face for so long. But don't, don't you, you know, he didn't have a good year last year. No, not you to know, his standard. Not, not no. to his, not to what he's normally. But, but I would say this: I don't think the reason he had a bad year was, was because his game was Tom off. Brady, right. 
I mean, you know, his receivers weren't this, you know. Line he, was bad. <clears throat> line was bad. Your best receiver, Edelman, was beat up all year <laughs> long. You lost your tight end in Gronkowski. Your offensive line wasn't that good. Your, the receivers that you brought in, half the time it didn't seem like they were on the same page with him. No. And so for, for, for me to see Tom Brady leave after a year like that, you know, I, 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 have, a, I have a hard time. I have a hard time. Look, it doesn't matter to me. Hey, for as many championships as Suri he's gets won, out of New England, the better it is yeah, for the Dolphins. Right. But, but, but for as many championships as he's won, as many touchdowns he's yeah. thrown for, um, you're going to l- allow that to be in your mind, not only as a Patriot fan, but as an NFL fan watching Tom Brady go, wow, he, was, he played awful last yeah. year. He really didn't really play awful. He played pretty well, but it wasn't up to his Standards. elite standard. You know, his, his Hall of Fame right. standard. But you, you know, you, but you know, but you, I also look at him going somewhere else and saying, "Well, he goes somewhere else." Hey, it's, I've it's got not, two or three years in me, it, and it's going to yeah, be. No, I, I understand that, but the system is not going to be that system. He's not going to look. He's going to be able to read defense. He's going to be able to do this. But if they're running something completely different, and I'm not talking about some spread RPO no, right. kind of a deal, but you know, just an offense that's that they do things differently than than he's used to doing in New England. I, I don't know that I don't know that that's a happy. Well, I think Tom him. Brady's gonna if he does go in free agency, he's gonna go to the team that the is best going fits to his skills. that is going to acquiesce to what he wants yep. to do. You know, if he goes to the Las Vegas Raiders, okay, yeah. and John Gruden's going, I'm gonna run this system. You know, I'm gonna run this. You know, yeah. this type of of West Coast offense, and we're gonna do these things. But but we're going to we're gonna scrap half of that to put in a lot of the stuff that yeah. you want. Great, that's where yeah. he's going to end up. Or if the Chargers do that, or whatever team you can, you know, banter on that list, <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to they're going to do the majority of the things that Tom Brady wants. Yeah, to it's going it, it to it would have to remind me of when Peyton went to Denver, and and they were they they had him running at some other offense, mm-hmm. and I forget what game it was. I'm watching the game, and he and it, it was it was so <clears throat> disjointed, and so it just wasn't working. And and, the, and the, I forget who the offense. I don't know if it was Gaze. I don't know who the offensive coordinator was. But at one point during the game, you could just say where, where Peyton Manning said, "Screw this, we're running my shit now. Yeah, I'm taking this well, over." Well, he probably went hurry up and just <laughs> and called all, them all. And all of a sudden, and he just starts throwing, you know, doing it, being and, and and he was Peyton Manning the rest of the time. Right. And and they won Super Bowls with him. You yeah. Know? And, so, I, and I think that's gonna happen if Tom Brady. Uh, not only tests free agency, but does leave New England and, and sign with another yeah. franchise. That's the only way it can work, yeah. uh, in my opinion. You, you have to do what he. You have to bring out his best qualities and yeah. make him feel comfortable. Or else, why are you? Why are you going why down you that doing road it? anyway? Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that, that's the one thing that's going to be interesting to 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 watch in, in free agency with the with the quarterbacks. And you know that, like you said, you know Rivers is going to be somewhere else, and Stafford that's questionable right. depending on if and they want to. So many quarterbacks coming out yeah. this year, and then you, you throw in Trevor Lawrence and, yeah. and Justin Fields next year from Clemson and Ohio State, respectively. Yeah. Those guys are going to be franchise guys. Yeah. Those guys are going to you know be starters in the NFL for a, hopefully a long time. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, we're going to uh, hopefully we're going to catch up with uh, Devon Gotcha here uh, in, in a little bit. Gotcha is one of those guys that uh, really. Has, has become one of the core leaders of this of this football team, certainly on the defensive side of the football, uh, and, and he's a guy that's embraced 
um, you know, the, the community. You know, it was, it was our NFL Man of the Year nominee and uh, for the Dolphins and, you know, done a what lot a of good, good guy, things. He's got a golf tournament going up in, in, uh, in Louisiana. So we'll, we'll talk to him about his foundation and everything there and, and, and what he expects out of this team and what he expects moving forward. I'd like to talk to him a little bit about his experience this year with his coaching staff and with Brian Flores and, and the changes that he's seen. Uh, during the course of that time, and Bo, don't you think? Don't you think he's one of these leaders that, yeah. that has to be on the defensive side of the football? When when you think about Miami Dolphins and you think about their defense, you know the identity for so long was around one or two or mm-hmm. you know three guys, and it always changed. And I think Devon Gotchow is one of those guys that I I believe not only for South Florida but for the entire NFL that make a name for himself yeah. over the next couple of seasons. He's had a great foundation over the first couple of years being with the Miami Dolphins of of being that that guy that was the unsung guy you know he was mm-hmm. doing his job and he was allowing other people to make plays but he made a huge jump from last year to this year and being able to make tackles and yeah. be able to be impact you know what he's doing out on the football field and I think I think that there's not a limit on how good yeah. he can be he's going to play a lot of snaps he's going to play at a high level now he's got Wilkins next to him yeah. and and you put another guy on the edge that that threatens you, and now you've got you've got a, a good nucleus that you can build around. I, you know, I think for the Dolphins, you know, make a mistake. I mean, I, it's funny how many people I've had that said, "Well, you know, Christian Wilkins, well, that 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 pick didn't work out very well." I mean, I go, "What?" Yeah. You know, that that guy, the, those two guys, and they're playing together are very formidable tandem. They of, get your attention, tandem of guys. They're, right. they're gonna, you know, and and it's it's <clears throat> you know, it's much like much like when you had Indomitian Sue here. You know, he, he played played great football. Yes. But, you know, is it a def- is a defensive tackle, the, the impact is just not you're not gonna see those it, it's look, look look at take a look at a at a at a at an interior defensive tackle, Vita Vaya, you know, the the the, the guys that came out, Gottshaw, uh, Christian Wilkins, all those big inside guys. They make plays, but they ain't making as many plays as Joey Bosa play made. No, or, or those, or or the or, or Nick Bosa, or the outside rushers, those or those defensive ends. You know, the the Von Millers and and those guys. Those guys are always going to make those more. They're the more glamorous. They're going to make the more glamorous plays, right. Than those tackles do. But if you don't have those tackles, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long guys. day for those other guys <laughs> outside. So I think that the the nucleus of Gotchow and, and Christian Wilkins are, are are I think it's a pretty good foundation to begin. The, the building, the build out, if you will, of that defensive line. I, I got that a lot too. You know, walking around after the season or even during the season about, wow, why'd we, you know, why'd we waste a, a first round pick on a guy that's not making an impact? Yeah. And Christian Wilkins, I, I, I think he had a, a really solid year. And I think from the from the beginning of the season to midway point to the end, that midway point to the end was really yep. really good. And I think it took a little while for him to be accustomed that I'm not going to be able to just beat somebody one on one. Uh, if I'm not using great technique, or I'm not using leverage, or I'm not I'm not actually hitting the right spot on that guard's shoulder, yeah. you know, I'm taking the right angle, and I think it started to show because his his name plate and number started to flash around the football a lot more, and even around the quarterback a lot more from the middle of the season on to the end, and I, I think that he had to get accustomed to yeah. how to play his style of football and adapt uh, what what the new coaches were trying to get in his game to make him better, to make yeah. him more of an impact, impactful player. And I, I think he reached that a little bit as the season I, I went remember on. talking to him, John, when we were in uh, Tampa 
uh, when they were over there and they were they were scrimmage against Tampa, practice against Tampa for for a couple of days before they played them in the in the preseason game. And, and I was I was talking to him a little bit. How's it going? And he says, you know, I got to. He says, "I got, I got to learn to stay down. I got to, you know, he, you know, he's, he's used to playing in, in you know, in college football. And look, Man- and manhandling play, played against great, played against great talent. I mean, played in the SEC, played against in the biggest games you could play in in college, but still was able to make plays. And he said, look, I, you know, these things I was able to do in college, being up a little higher, not working down here. And, and so it took him a while to get down. You know, I decided the same thing when, uh, when they had." Um, the kid from Utah, uh, Paul Soliot. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul came in, and Paul wasn't a you know first round draft pick, but Paul came in, and and you know I'd say you know he was turkey hunting, you know sticking his head up, you know, sticking <laughs> his head up, and, and every time he stick his head up, he'd be three right. three yards back. But boy, once he figured out that hey, I got to stay low, I got to stay low, he became an, became a Pro Bowler, a became a powerful man. guy, and became a guy that that really anchored that that defensive front went to. Went to Atlanta, got a nice contract right. in Atlanta, and did well for his family. But but he didn't he didn't play well until he rise. And I think Gotcha realized it early in the season. And I think his the defensive line coach did a good job in in you know making sure he knew and making sure he worked on it. And and as you saw the 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 the, the further along he got, he understood understood. Okay, I got to do. I can't. I did this in college. Can't do He's it here. Work. Let me figure out another way. And he did that. So I think you're right that that last. Probably quarter of the season, uh, you know, maybe maybe more than a quarter of that season, uh, the end of the season, boy, he really came on and, and, and did a lot of a lot of good things, which is only going to help Gotcha moving forward. Those two together. Well, you know, it's a great tandem to start with. You know, the the Miami Dolphins have a lot of talent that they need to add to this football team on both sides of the football. But if you can start uh, with guys like that up front that, that play off of each other, I think you can get better in a hurry, especially if they're occupying blocks and, and they're, they're allowing uh, guys like Baker and Raekwon McMillan to make plays and and, and making plays on the, on their own. They, yeah. they did a really good job of getting off of blocks as the season went on and, and really solidifying the middle of that Miami Dolphin defense. So it can has vast room to get better, but can only get better as you add talent to talented players. Yeah. And I, I think that's you know what those two guys are looking for. But they're both young, which is really great for the Miami Dolphins. The, the future is bright in the middle of the defense. And I, I'm just excited for them to see how they're going to keep progressing when they get accustomed to playing uh, you know, alongside of each other. Right, right. And, and you, add, you, you add the element that was missing for both of those guys was someone outside – an edge you know, presence, real, really putting that that pressure up in the on the outside and forcing and, guys and, and, to come and, to and them, open, right? Open, you know, open lanes a little bit, yeah, for them. You know, if I was, you know, if I'm if I'm uh, an offensive line coach and I'm playing against the Dolphins last year, I'm saying, hey, let's tighten your stances in the middle, and, man up and, on and, the and outside, just man up on the outside. You know, you got you two tackles are gonna be man on man with those guys because we don't think we don't think either one of them can beat you no matter who they line up with out there. So we're gonna go ahead and squeeze it down in the middle. And keep those two big big defensive tackles, right. uh, you know, off of our uh, out of our backfield. That's, that's a way. It's an easy way for an offense to play for yeah. sixty minutes. No that's doubt. for sure. So we'll talk to uh, Devon when he calls in here and uh, and find out a little bit more about uh, about what what he's doing. John, you know what we do? I had some people send some uh, some questions to me in Twitter. You want to knock yeah, them out let's, while let's talk we're waiting about for uh, for Gotcha sure. to come in? 
Got this one from uh, a Twitter from T Dupe twenty five with the talent the roster had. Five eleven season was very impressive. Brian Flores did a good job, uh, a great job instilling discipline and fundamentals with the team. I think the foundation has been created with a new culture in the organization. I'm very excited about the future. Fins up. I, I think anybody that watched this team with a, you know, with a, w- you know, without a, a, you know, with an open mind, w- would have to agree with that. That this, first of all, five and eleven, no one expected that. Uh, no one, it was a one-two win season, you know. And, and remember, early in the season, geez, I hope this team wins a football game because well, after well, the, the first the, the two, first, Bo, oh my goodness, first couple weeks were good. were tough. Um, but but yeah, I think that you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get away from using culture. Everyone's using the term culture, but you know, I think it's just you know just having a locker room that that, that knows to play the right how to play the well, right way. Being so. accountable. I yeah. mean, you just be accountable for what the coaches coaches are asking you to do. Uh, you know, the message is coming from Brian Flores, but it's also coming from your assistant coaches, your coordinators, your position guys. And I, I think that just filters down. And you're right. Cu- culture is a very overused and overhyped word yeah. because the culture is whatever the head coach says it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be able to adapt on a daily basis to whatever culture he wants to instill on yeah. you on, uh, on that day and that week and that month and that year. Yeah, every, every team's talking about their culture. There were only two teams this year that the culture really made a difference, and only one that really made a difference. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and, that, and that was the 49ers. That's right, and the uh, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, That's really right. all that uh, that made a difference. Real quick, too, Tim Patterson, Tim Preston, uh, give Josh Rosen a chance or trade him. Kid deserves a uh, to stick in a system for more than nine months at a time with a different uh, different coordinators. I, I would you know tend to agree with that. Yeah, I, I it's it's a tough spot to be in for for Josh right yeah. now. And, you know, all he can do is keep his head down and work and kind of roll with the punches. And if it's here with the Miami Dolphins, great. If it's somewhere else, we wish him the best of luck. But it, it is a, a very difficult situation to be in. All right. Hey, join us now. Uh, uh, Dolphin defensive tackle Devon Gottschall. And uh, got some uh, – got some. he got some offseason stuff he's doing before the offseason really begins here in, in earnest. De- uh, Devon, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, boss. How Kimbo you doing? Camber, How doing? Good. Kimbo Camber, John Congemi with you. And, uh, hey, talk to us a little bit about uh, about what you've been doing since the season's been over and uh, and what have you been up to? Man, it's just been kind of relaxing, you know, taking uh, trips, you know, taking vacations, you know what I mean? Just enjoying this off season because I know, you know, once April 20th, 20th comes, you know, it's time to get back. It's time to get back to work. Uh, I have a, a golf classic event back home in Plaquemine, Louisiana. The Trotter Classics and Charity event is a golf tournament, so it's going to be really awesome that take place uh, Sunday, April 5th. So I'm happy about that. April 4th, we have the Trotter Day back home, uh, just kind of day back home with the kids, you know, space walks, things like that uh, in, the, in the community for the kids to have fun. So I'm just really excited about that. We'll talk about that uh, move, move forward a little bit. But, um, uh, Devon, what have you what, – what have you th- – First of all, talking about your travel a little bit. You an international traveler, or you you stay domestic yeah, I just came or back what? Mexico. Oh, you Mexico? That's not Mexico. Mexico yeah. from Louisiana. That's what about a ten minute drive to get to Mexico? <laughs> no, no, I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish, I, I wish, I, I I take it more often. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a couple. Of, you, you talked about your golf tournament and and the stuff you've done. You know, you're the Dolphins uh, NFL Man of the Year candidate. Uh, uh, this last season, you had a chance to go to the Super Bowl and, and get involved in the, uh, you know, the the awards presentation there. What what was that whole experience like for you? Man, it was pretty awesome, man. Just being around the other thirty one guys who was nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, 
been my other guys like Steph Gilmore and my Mike Thomas, just guys like that, man. It was, it was pretty awesome just having uh, guys like that around you, uh, you know, bar none. You know, I mean, I, I love the experience. It was a good experience. I had the chance to see Coach Flo there, uh, two of my other teammates, uh, two of my other teammates. But it, it was pretty awesome, man, just having a good experience. Hey, being around the Super Bowl, being around the atmosphere, uh, did it stoke – uh, it stoke some feelings inside you as to, you know, I I need to get there. I, I need to be in that football game. Hundred percent. I need that feeling. Uh, just uh, just uh, just watching the Super Bowl game. Uh, you know, the 49ers and the Chiefs. You know, what I mean, that just was a great atmosphere. You know, what I mean, just wondering in Hard Rock Stadium, just wondering like what it, it would have been us the Miami Dolphins. But at the end of the day, I mean, that journey starts. You know, taking place. You know, once we you know get back in the building on April twenty. You know, just you know just. Uh, taking day by day, you know, uh, step by step, and just you know, just and just working towards your goal. Because I think it's every team goal. I mean, whether people talk about it or not, every team goes to win a Super Bowl. I mean, so I mean, we're not gonna really just talk about we want to win a Super Bowl. You know, we're not gonna win a Super Bowl April twentieth. You know, when, when we report back, but we can take steps towards that. Devon, it's great to hear you talk about that because that is the ultimate goal. The fans want to be there. Obviously, the players want to be there. You want to be there. Talk a little bit about the impact that you feel that that Brian Flores brought to this football team. The way you guys had to keep fighting after, you know, maybe the first two weeks obviously didn't go the way you wanted to, but you you got into a little bit of a of a rhythm and you guys worked so hard during the year. Talk a little bit about you know, the grind, I guess, and, and what and what Coach Flores brought to the table every day. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of like a fearless attitude. I mean, just kind of, you know, when Coach Flores first got there, you know, and, you know, like, uh, you know, the stuff that he made us do, you know, some people probably thought, man, man, this guy is crazy, you know, but it was just that winning mentality, that, that winning atmosphere that he took, you know, that he knew that he, that he, it came from the other place that he was at, you know what I mean? And then the day he brought it down to Miami, but he brought it in his own style, you know? So I think, you know, that was like kind of like the greatest thing he ever did, you know, because, I mean, guys just getting, you know, playing in that system and guys just, you know, like like you said in the beginning of the season, like we started off kind of rough. But I think, you know, once guys really brought into the system, you saw it like the last six, six seven games, you know what I mean? We went, we won, what, like five? Out of, I mean, four out of the last five or something like that. That's right. I mean, but I mean, it just, it just kind of like having that, just kind of like having that attitude, man. Once – once 11 guys buying on offense, 11 guys buying on defense, 11 guys buying on special teams, man, it's a great feeling. Are you encouraged uh, the way the team played down the stretch and with guys that you got to know, because you probably didn't know a lot of the guys that you you know were behind you on, on defense some of the weeks, but you know you got to know those guys as teammates, you dependent on those guys. Are you encouraged uh, for, for what the Miami Dolphins can do in, in the immediate future? And I'm so excited. You know, I don't really like to talk about it. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, like, oh, man, who y'all going to draft? Who y'all going to do this? And everywhere I go, you know, I get asked about, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like, how you like your head? Like, like how you like your new head coach? I mean, just a bunch of questions. But like I said, once you put 11 guys on the field, man, and they all trying to execute one mission, it's special. No matter, like, what's the talent level, 11 guys coming together and trying to execute one goal. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable feeling. But I think, you know, Coach Flo preached that. I mean, just being disciplined, you know, like you say, like, I mean, he was like one of the least teams with the, with the least penalties. Uh, just, you know, just things like that, man, just being disciplined and just, you know, working hard. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's, you know, like effort, things like that. I mean, that takes no talent, you know, things like effort and stuff like that, jumping off sides. It's, it takes no talent. So, I mean, I think once you buy into the little things like that, I mean, the big things is only, you know, the, the best is yet to come. Yeah, a lot of people run through that locker room last year, man. 
there are a lot of bodies coming in and out of that locker room. Some guys for short term, some guys for long term. Um, but you know what? You, you seem to find the they, they were able to find those guys. The guy would come in, and next thing you know, you find out he he sticks because he's got that attitude that that the staff's looking for, attitude that the players were looking for. Guys like Beagle and and some of those guys that came in and, and really you know added some Egwavon added something to this football team, just to name a, a couple of them, but. Boy, it was a lot of guys coming through that locker room, wasn't there? Yeah, it was. Uh, like I said, some guys like I really, really even like know their names. But I mean, at the end of the day, once he got on the field and you know, like everybody came together, you know, made plays, things like that. I mean, that was a special feeling. But at the end of the day, I mean, just like I was just trying to get the right guys, you know, to like fit the system, to fit the culture, you know. And a lot of times, you know, like that's not hard to do when you're dealing with older guys and you and you're a new head coach coming along. And you're dealing with like all the veteran guys, you know, trying to buy into your culture. And they've been teaching, they've been learning a different culture for the rest of their for, for the rest of their years. And you're trying to teach a new culture. A lot of times, like that's hard to do, you know. But at the end of the day, when you got the right guys to buy into your system, man, it's an awesome feeling. When you talk about learning new things, I, when I look at the Chowdown Classic, I would have thought you would have been in a contest about mm. who can cook the best, right? So or now eat we, the we most. or eat the most, right? So now we've got a charity golf tournament. I didn't know that you were into golf. Talk a little bit about how this came about, and, and, and your golfing, uh, is it up to snuff? It, your it, prowess. Are you, are you a golfer <laughs> at heart? I can golf a little bit. You know, being down here in South Florida, you know, all the uh, cancer, uh, cancer charity things we have with golfing and things like that. I mean, I've been golfing a little bit, but I'm not like, I'm not Tiger Woods or nobody <laughs> by any means, you know, so let's get that straight right now. But, you know, I, I just kind of love getting on the golf course, you know, just, just kind of relaxing, you know, just kind of get a piece of mind. I think, you know, you know, this day and age, I mean, especially all the things that we do on the football field, you know, it's kind of good to go outside sometimes get that peace of mind. But at the end of the day, I mean, uh, it's, it's a Chowdown Golf Classic in Plaquemine, Louisiana. Uh, the day before, on April 4th, we're going to have uh, the Chowdown Day. Uh, so we're going to have, like like I say, spacewalk, things for the kids, like water slides, things like that. And the next day, which will be that Sunday, April 5th, we'll have a Chowdown Golf Classic. Uh, you know, we have uh, grand prizes and everything for the winner. We have a hole-in-one. Uh, if you can hit it, if you can hit it in the hole, you like you win a car. So we have things like that. I mean, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be awesome feeling. First time doing it, you know. So I, you know, hopefully, you know, it, it turned out to be a great event. Oh, that's great, man. We wish you nothing but the best. That that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, during during the season, you uh, you made a commitment to the DCC, the Dolphins Cancer Challenge, uh, hundred dollars a tackle for, uh, that, that that all that that money went to the the DCC. What 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 is it about? Um, Doing things in the community, whether it's the you know donating money to DCC, uh, doing stuff around South Florida, doing stuff in in Louisiana that's uh, that, that's part of your DNA. Let just let me just say this. Hopefully, good thing I didn't do the DC all year because I, I had seventy five tackles. So that'd have been a lot of money. <laughs> that'd been a lot of money. But uh, at the end of the day, man, this is all about giving back to the community, man. This is all about you know, like I said, the kids are our next generation. Anytime I can uh, put a smile on the kid's face and impact, you know, if it's if it's ten kids in the room, and if I could just impact one kid, I mean, I mean that's what it's all about. I mean, just you know, just changing their kid lives, you know, just showing them the right way to do like somebody did for me, you know, when I was growing up. So at the end of the day, if I can do that to somebody, I'll do that to several kids. You know, it's always a great feeling for me. Uh, you know, so I mean, just bar none. Hey, how about that LSU football team, man? Uh, 15 and 0, best team ever. <laughs> Let's get that straight on record. Devon best team down. ever. Miami Dolphins defensive tackle. Best team ever. You beat seven AP top ten teams. You beat four. You beat four of the preseason top yeah. four teams. I don't even have to explain. It's the best team ever. I, I tell you, it's hard. Aaron, it's hard Aaron to argue, man. Good. Hard to the argue with that. Ever. 
it's the best team ever. But I mean, like I said, this is a new season, uh, so we'll see what they do this season too. Right, so let me ask you this: that that LSU team, and a lot of them are a lot of them are out there available for the draft. Nearly who who was your favorite player on that football team? Man, they had some great guys. Man. Yeah, they, they did. Had they had a lot of good guys. I like the linebacker. Uh, I like Patrick Queen, man. He's yeah. you know he's just seen. He just seemed. He just seemed. He just seemed like a humble guy, man. He just seemed like a. You know, like not saying the rest are not humble. Yeah. But he. Just, but he just seemed like a guy who's just you know, to me, he's ready for the NFL. To me, he's an NFL linebacker. He's you know sideline to sideline, you know. So he kind of remind. He kind of. It kind of. It's funny because when both of them was coming in, you know, I was getting ready to leave. I, I ended up spending like one or two years with Devin White. But yeah. I think I spent one year with Devin White, but it was crazy because both of them, both of those guys, Devin and Patrick. Was running backs coming out of high school? Hmm. Wow! And when they got the LSU. I didn't know that. When it when it both of, both of them both of them was tails back. And when they got the LSU, they both played linebacker. So it's kind of funny with that running back linebacker transition. And both of them are probably possibly Patrick Queen's going to be a first rounder. I mean, you know, he had. I mean, he killed the he killed the national championship game. Yeah. He killed it in the playoffs, and you know this guy's looking at being. Like, I, I hope he's playing behind you. Day. I hope he's one of the ten <laughs> behind you next year. Hey man, I hope him. I hope a lot of guys. Man, we have a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> they, have a, they have a lot of talent that come out of LSU, but I'm pretty sure, you know, Chris Greer, you know, Brian Flo, you know, you know, they'll make the right decision, you know. So, I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, those guys have a lot of talent, you know what I mean? Like, they have the uh, Justin Jefferson, the receiver. Of course, you got Joe Burrow. You got, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Chase on. You got the pass rusher. You know, so. I was a, telling John, my, my, man's, my man on that team is Grant Delpit. That's the guy I want to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, a, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's kind of banged up this year, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he's getting healthy. Yeah. But, I mean, once, once Grant is healthy, man, he's a, he's a handful. I think he's, he, once he was healthy, he was the best safety in the league, you know, by far, you know. So it's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I can see, you know, I can see, all, I can see all those guys fitting in our system, you know what I mean? If you come in, you work hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody can fit in our system. How, uh, how was, uh, how's your, uh, how's your relationship with Ed Orgeron? Man, it's great. I was talking to Ed O. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to Ed O in the weight room like last week, like yeah. two weeks ago, like at LSU. I was talking to him. He came in the weight room, left weights. I was in there different weights. So I was talking to him at LSU. But I mean, he's a great guy, man. All the success he's had, man, is, is no joke. You know, he's a great guy. I mean, he, he deserves all the success, you know. And the thing that, you know, really, 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 really uh, tells me about him, he always told me, like when, when he was my D line coach, you know, if he ever get another shot of being a head coach, He'll never do it the way he did it. He always would change it up. You know? yeah. So, I mean, just saying that and just seeing them go 15 and 0, it's, you know, it really, really means a lot for him. It really means a lot, like how he carried that team. Hey, Devon. Go Tigers. What's up? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> hey, he said it before every game. He said it before every game. Go Tigers. Uh, that, that was, I tell you, that was a, that was a good run. It, it was good yeah, for man, me. It was a, what a, what a, that, that whole team had a lot of personality, and it certainly, uh, it certainly wasn't lost on the coach. They disrespect him, though. I just saw, like, the ESPN power range. They got to rank number 12. That's so disrespectful. But, hey, they got. I guess they got to show the real again. That's well, it. hell, you got you got 20 guys going into the NFL. <laughs> off that That's team. cool. <laughs> I'm glad they ranked them. But, look, guess what? LSU. They're, 20, they're 20 more waiting LSU. behind them, right? Yeah. LSU, we don't rebuild. We just reload. There you, there go. you go. Hey, uh, appreciate you taking time out. Best of luck with the uh, the Chowdown Classic, your uh, your charity golf tournament. Uh, it's uh, April uh, April fifth uh, in, in Louisiana. Uh, if you if you want more information, if you want to go if you want to go up there, you can go to it's bitly.com uh, forward slash 
Chow Classic. That's C-H-A-U-X Classic. And uh, you can go ahead and find out all the information there. Hey, Devon, thank you so much, man. I can't wait to see you back here in South Florida, but doing great no, things. Thank you, guys. Doing great things in, in your uh, in your home state, man. That's you, great. You're going to wait for it to get a little hotter before you get down here, huh? <laughs> a little too chilly for you this time of year. <laughs> it's too chilly right now. It's too chilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care of yourself. All right. Thank you, guys, man. You got it. All right, Devon, gotcha. We'll see him when he gets uh, – gets back in town and uh boy really really one of the good guys he and, is and, man. And, and you know what well, i remember when the dolphins drafted him didn't know much about him uh but he he i mean within two practices you go well who's that guy right who, who, who's that guy and i mean he was he was on the radar quickly when he came down here and he's a guy that's gotten consistently better yeah. and, and i think for a team that's looking for leaders and a team that's looking for guys to set the example by yeah. the way they play on and off the field mm-hmm. He, he's the guy, one of yeah, the guys. Yeah, you, you, you couldn't ask for a better, hardworking guy, serious about his business, likes to have fun like everyone else, but boy, serious about it when it's when time yeah. comes. And and again, like like his, his, you know, he's you know doing stuff for the community here. He's doing for stuff for the community back home, uh, and, and and all those things make you feel good about him uh, as a as a person. And uh, he's one of my favorite guys in this team. And uh, it, hopefully, he comes back and has a nice, healthy year. And I hope it so really too. really helps push I'm, this team to where where we're looking for. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. For him, I'm excited to go on my couch watch the combine. I am too. Time. Look, let's go ahead and do it because it's, it's it's starting up pretty pretty soon. You know who who they what they usually do bring out there the big quarterbacks fat off, are first quarterbacks I think first the quarterbacks are first then they go big fat offensive lineman <laughs> after that is that <laughs> the way it, it goes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's going to be good stuff. All right, we're going to wrap it up. That's going to do it for the audible. John Jemmy, Kimbo Camper. We'll have kind of the aftermath. Uh, we'll, we'll give you our little scouting report on uh, right. on what we saw during the combine and who was up and who was down. And uh, but if you're like if you're like John and myself, you know, find your spot in that couch, put your recliner back or whatever. Get, get everyone nice out drink. Of, get everyone out of your house. <laughs> sit there and Move let me the watch dog it. on the on the you're porch. Watch, you're still watching that? <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching it. How? Well, when's it over? In three days, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for John Kinjemi, I'm Kimbo Camper. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe. <laughs>